Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon, everyone. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. You guys, I lost my voice for a few days, almost a whole week. I've been trying to teach on this subject now for almost two weeks. <laughs> I want to talk about friendship because I'm seeing a lot of stuff uh, on social media, people being killed or almost killed by their friends, being betrayed by their friends, or what they think is their friend. Um, So I want to know, where do you get your idea of a friend from? Uh, We're going to talk about this in a minute, because you know what, if you can't discern them, you really don't know them. (laughs) Because the real us is a spirit. We get ready to get into this in a minute, a second. We're going to pray first. Father, we just thank you for being in the midst of us, Lord God. You said we're two or three are joined together. There you are right there with us, Lord God. And Father God, we ask that you give us a rhema word. Give us a word of wisdom. Uh, Help us to uh, discern and to be able to distinguish good from evil and to know the difference between right from wrong, Father God. Um, Father, we give you the glory. We give you the honor. And we give you the praise, Father, for you are the friend. You are a true friend. And you are that friend that sticks closer than any brother. In Jesus' name, uh, we pray these things. Um, As I yield my members to you, Father, I ask that you just speak through me, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen. So, um, again, I want to talk about friends, friendship. Because um, not only, um, like I said earlier, if we cannot discern them, we don't truly know them. Okay? Um, Because the real us is a spirit. Okay, and a lot of times we're judging people based upon what we can see. We're not properly discerning the spirit to see and know if it's a good spirit, if it's an evil spirit, if it's a wicked spirit, is it a right spirit? What kind of spirit am I dealing with? <clears throat> Let me give you, excuse me, excuse me. Today also is January the 16th, uh, 15th, Sunday. Beautiful Sunday, 2023, Sunday, January the 15th. And we're going to get this out today in Jesus' name. So again, the way to distinguish or discern a good friend, we need to know how to pick them. Because I promise you, some of the people that you guys are calling friends are are nothing but mere associates. You know, I had one time, uh, my son said to me, sometimes your your childhood friends can't always be your grown-up friends. And this is so true because as we grow from faith to faith or as sometimes you grow financially, you outgrow people. And um, so you're no longer back there and now you're up here. It's not to say that you're better than. It's not to say that you're less than. It's just that you're on two different roads going and traveling two different ways, right? So I like to tell tell my kids, if you're going to Dallas and they're going to Oklahoma, then you need to get on the bus that's going to Oklahoma, and they need to get on the bus that's going to Dallas because you're going in two separate directions, okay? But sometimes I think that when we have a root of rejection, we tend to pick unhealthy relationships because we are so clingy. Because when we have a root of rejection, there's going to be some clinginess going on. Or even if we can discern it and know that it's something wrong with it, we'll tend to make excuses to continue to hold on to it. Um, Our identity does not come from the amount of friends we have, from the amount of friends we say, uh, we use that word so loosely, from the amount of people we know, uh, from the amount of people we don't know. 
okay? Um, so what is a friend? Where do you get your idea of a friend from? I like to tell people, they think that um, that certain issues don't... Uh, we, it's separate from the Bible, but nothing is separate from the Bible. Um, God give us the power to get wealth. He'll show us in the word how to get the wealth because the world has its way and God has its way, right? He'll show us how to make friends. The, uh, how, to, how to make friends uh, is in the Bible. How to raise children is in the Bible. It's our life manual for every area in our life where there's a problem. God has a promise. So anything, anything you teach me is going to have to be in line with what God say, because the word of God is my absolute truth. <laughs> I always believe that if you have to lie, cheat, steal, kill or compromise to get it, you're going to have to lie, cheat, steal, kill, compromise to keep it. All right. Anything that the devil give you is not yours. He don't own anything. Okay. Um, so um, I'm trying to stick with this here. We have to be able to distinguish. We have to be able to discern who's with us and who's not. Some people are just following us. Um, people come into our lives for different reasons. Some people come into our lives. Uh, it's just for a season. Maybe it's just for, the, you know, on an assignment for the Lord to help uh, impart something into them or they can impart something into you, you know, iron, sharpen, iron, right? It could be for business reasons. You know, everybody's not your friend. Um, so that's the purpose of that relationship is associate. This is not a friend. Do not uh, confuse an associate with a friend. Um, the only reason you're talking on the phone is about business. It's not really about friendship. Um, this is not someone that you confide in. This is not someone you tell your secrets to, okay? This is not your friend. Uh, that's that's uh, an honor and a privilege to be called someone's friend, okay? And we use that word so uh, so loosely. I hear people say, well, this is my friend, and then they start telling me stuff about their friend, and I say to them, the first thing I say to them is, have you told your friend? And they go, well, no, because I'm like, why not? If this is your friend, you say this is your best friend, then you need to be saying these things to your friend. Why is this? Because the thing that makes a good friend is Proverbs 27 and 6. The Amplified says, um, no, 27, 6. I'm sorry. Proverbs 27, 6 says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Now, a good friend, faithful are the wounds of a friend who corrects out of love and concern. But the kisses of an enemy are deceitful because they serve his hidden agenda. So a good friend is going to tell you the real truth. It could be, they're not going to be afraid that it's going to make you mad. Let me tell you why they're not going to be afraid if it's going to make you mad. Because um, it's not about them. It's about you. Them telling you the truth. You know, people's like, well, I'm afraid to tell her she's going to get mad or she's going to feel a certain kind of way. Well, then... There is something shaky with that friend, with that friendship. If if you can't be honest with each other, then it's not real friends. It's fake friends. Okay, you see what I'm saying? This is what I'm saying when we're using these terms like this. Um, when you have a real friend, not just you being the friend, but he that wants to have friends, you must show yourself to be friendly, right? But you, you don't want to just be showing yourself to be friendly to anything or anybody. So how do we make um, the God connection. Well, a real friend, let me tell you who a real friend is. A real friend is someone who God bonds your soul together with. Uh, first um, Samuel 18 and 1 says, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. 
And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. You know, that that is that's your best friend. The, uh, Jonathan was David's best friend. Why can you say that? Because God put them together. Let God put you together with your best friend. We call them people best friends. And these people are no more reliable than the man on the moon. Okay? They don't tell you the truth. And if you try to tell them the truth, they're going to have a problem with you. Let, 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 me, let me tell you um, something about that, too. Um, when the, the Bible tells us, Proverbs says, Proverbs 29, 24. It says, do not make friends. Let me tell you who you don't want to make friends with. Because some of the stuff that's going on on the social media, uh, these people killed their one friend, um, Shaquella Robinson. Um, I'm just listening today about this one girl. Her roommate stabbed her six times. She didn't have a clear clue this girl's going to do this to her. Um, and uh, So Proverbs 22, 24 says, Do not make friends with an angry or hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn his ways and entangle your soul in a snare, lest you learn your ways and become ensnared by them. But don't make friends with uh, people that have hot temper. Don't make friends with people that's angry. You know, a lot of times we just think, okay, well, they're angry with them. No, listen here. People are showing you who they are by how they are. Jesus tells us, listen here, the way you discern your friends, you need to know them by the fruit. We can't see this is what happens when we go outside of the word of God thinking, oh, okay, well, it don't say tell me how to make friends. Yeah, the Bible tells you how to make friends. The Bible tells you how to choose friends. Okay, so Jesus tells us, you know, we need to know people by the fruit. Okay, And, and let me explain this to you. When, when you say that someone is kind, let me tell you how you know if a person is really kind. Because a person who's really kind, they're not just kind to you, but they're kind to people, to all people. Um, I had someone say to me once, they said, um, if I take someone out to eat, if I meet someone and I take them out to eat, and they said they're very rude and cruel to the, um, disrespectful to the waiter, uh, the gentleman said, I won't. I, I won't call them anymore. If, if they're why? What is he doing? He's discerning their character, because it's not enough just for you to be say say you're nice to me. When you are really a nice person, you're nice to everybody because that's part of your character. You understand what I'm saying? And don't think if your friend is gossipy, don't think that they're not gossiping about you. Listen here. People show you who they are, but how they are. So don't just think, oh, well, we're, we're in this clique. So we just we just talk about other people. We just do other people dirty. We don't do each other dirty. Listen here. People show you who they are, but how they are. So we need to discern the spirit. Don't be so quick to give people your numbers. Don't be so quick to bring people to your house. Don't be so quick to put people in your inner circle. Don't be so quick to introduce people to your family and your um, spouses. I mean, not up close and personal. Be careful about who you bring into your inner circle. Um, It's not a whole lot of people, honestly speaking. A lot of these people calling people friends and they're not your friend. Um, Proverbs uh, 29, 22 says, an angry man, he stirs up strife 
in a furious man abounds in transgression. Do not make friends with an angry or hot-tempered person, lest your soul become ensnared and you start acting like them. Why is this? The proverb says, hang with evil, become evil. Hang with wise and become wise. Right? So you're saying, what you mean by that? Well, the real us is a spirit, right? So in order to have fellowship with someone, Amos 3 and 3 said, how can two walk together except they both agree? Right? So in order to walk in fellowship with a liar, a cheater, a gossiper, adulterer, anything else that that's not that that does not represent who Christ is as a believer. D- don't represent who Christ is. Okay? Cuz a woman or man who will, f- will commit adultery with someone else is that same woman or man who will commit adultery with your husband. Listen here. Hold on wait a minute. I'm trying to explain to you that people show you who they are by how they are. Okay? Um, Jesus said you will know them by their fruit. And I know we just tend to think of that uh, um, in a, as far as prophets. No. You shall know them by their fruit. If you cannot discern them, you really don't know them. And, and listen to this. When you have people around you who can see, listen to those people because they're telling you who that person is. If you got a parent, a mother, whoever, that can say, hold on, wait a minute, don't hang with them. They not, they trouble. You need to listen to that. Why, what, I mean, what would be their purpose of just saying these things about this person? They're discerning, what they're doing is discerning the spirit. If you, you don't, if you can't see and God puts someone in your life who can see, listen to the voice of wisdom. It can save your natural born life. Because how many of you know that envy is a very dangerous spirit? So when, when you're, because when you're, some of you kind of had to break free from this. Because in order to go to your next, you're not going to be able to take all these people with you. And some of these people that you're calling friends, mm-mm, mm-mm. you know, Job had some friends, right? The Bible said that God was angry. At Job's friends, Job had to pray for his friends so God wouldn't curse them because they spoke evil against God. You know, they was definitely not giving Job. Listen, people who sit around and give you wrong advice are not your friend. You saying, well, they don't know no better. But these aren't the friends you need. You don't need to be taking counsel from anyone who does not have the wisdom of God. I'm talking to believers. He said, blessed is he who sits not in the counsel of the ungodly. So you're going out and you're asking these people who you're calling your friends and you know these people don't have a relationship. I'm not a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. They cannot discern, don't know how to pray, spend no time in the word. And this, how many of you know that this is ungodly counsel? I always used to say, why would you tell somebody who don't know how to pray your business? Because what's going to happen is they're going to gossip about it because eventually they're going to have to talk about it. They're going to have to let it out. So if they're not praying about it, they're going to gossip about it. A good friend is someone who has a faithful spirit. A faithful spirit is someone that you can trust with your secrets. Um, Jesus told his disciples, he said, I no longer call you a servant, but a friend. Because a friend 
I mean, a servant does not know what the father is up to. Some of these people you call them friends ain't friends. A servant, he does he he doesn't. Uh, it's John fifteen fourteen. It says, "You are my friends if you do what I command." This is Jesus speaking. He said, verse fifteen, John 15, uh, 15, 15. He says, "No longer do I call you servants." For a servant does not understand what his master is doing. He said, but I have called you friends because everything I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. <laughs> How many of you know that your friends is going to share you share their secrets? Meaning if your friends know how to do something, they'll, they'll help teach you how to do it. So you can learn. And listen, listen to this. A person who's truly a friend. A person who's really kind is kind to everybody because that's their character. A person who's really patient, they're not just patient with you, but they're patient, they're patient with everybody because that's part of their character. A person who's gentle, guess what? They're not just gentle with you. Because see, when it's really uh, who you are, this is who you are. You're like this with everybody. This is your reputation. When when. When people on the street talk about you, this is how they describe you. This lady is really kind. This lady is really good. She'll give you the shoes off of her feet. You see, that's your reputation in the streets. But if the only somebody know you as being a kind person is the ones that you consider yourself being a friend, then that's not real fruit. That's plastic fruit. Because when, when you're really like that, it's going to be, like I say, who you are. A lot of times people think, well, yeah, they gossip, but they don't gossip about me. No, they gossip about you too because, see, this is part of their character. People, your friends that's gossiping about other people, they're gossiping about you too because they're showing you who they are by how they are. Okay, let's quit, let's quit ignoring the warning signs. Let's quit... Um, ignoring the warning signs. Proverbs 12, 26 NLT version says, the godly, they give some good advice to their friends. The godly, if you are a believer, you need godly friends, okay? That that kind of, that, that when someone is saved, I mean, they're, they're a believer, and they say their best friend is an unbeliever, I'm automatically knowing there's got to be some compromise somewhere. Because in order to be with them, you want to be like them. How can two walk together except they both agree? There is no, you know, Jesus Christ did not come to conform. But Jesus Christ came to transform. So when you see Jesus hanging out with the wine bidders, the sinners, the tax collectors, his agenda was always his father's agenda. To seek and save those which was lost. He wasn't just hanging out with uh, unbelievers just to hang out with him. He wasn't hanging out with unbelievers and calling them his best friends. Matter of fact, he said, I don't, I, he, he said, I'll no longer call you a servant. He told his disciples. He said, but I, now I'll call you a friend because you, you keep my commands. When you keep, listen, if I'm not a friend of God, I'm not a friend of yours. Not for real. Because when my allegiance is not to Jesus, yeah, your allegiance is to this world, your allegiance is to yourself. And when I ask the question, where do you get your idea of a friend from? And if we don't know what the word of God says about friendship, we've, what we've done is we've gone and made our own, set up our own standard 
are all rules, just like we do in marriage, just like we do in raising our children. Because when people say things like, oh, I wish children came with a manual, that tells me right there that they're not implementing the word of God in that area of their life. Because everything comes, the the Bible is our life manual. It's, It's here to teach us how to live righteously. And they wrote these things for our example, so we'll know what not to do and what to do. You know what I'm saying? So everything comes with a manual. Marriage comes with the manual. Children come with the manual. Friendship come with the manual. Money management comes with a manual. <laughs> so when you start teaching stuff outside of the box, I'm, I'm not listening. Why? Because you don't have to go to the world to get what you need. You can go to the word and it's all right there. It's the wisdom of God, not the wisdom of this world. There's two types of wisdom. There's godly wisdom and then there's worldly wisdom. I don't have to try to swindle you, try to manipulate you, try to do none of this to get my to get money, to get wealth. The Bible says that God gives us the power to get wealth. So if God has given us the power to get wealth, we need to ask God for the wisdom to show us how to release the power. Lord, which way do you want me to go? Do you want me to invest in real estate? If so, show me how. Do you want me to uh, invest, do online stores, do a boutique, uh, buy land? If so, Lord, give me wisdom and show me how, right? Everything that we need is in the word of God. The Bible is our life manual. So we need to cut that out. Um, Everything you need is in the Bible. And anytime you feel like you can't go to God, you start making your own standards and we start living by our own truth. You know, our pastor, uh, Pastor uh, Tony Evans, Dr. Tony Evans taught on that today. What is the truth? You know, when we're not believing God's truth, then we got our own truth and which isn't the right truth. What is the counsel of God? I don't know about you, but the word of God is my absolute truth. And when my way is not his way, then my way is the wrong way. And I can say that because I am so convinced that my way was the wrong way. I no longer want my way. I am seeking and hungering and thirsting after the word of God, the way of God, the will of God and the things of God. Because I don't, I am sick of me. Do you understand? I am sick and fed up, sick and tired of my flesh. And therefore, my flesh will not be um, leading, guiding, and directing my life. What you mean by that? Well, the word says I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. And the life I live now, I live by faith in the Son of God. I'm crucified with Christ. It's not about what my flesh want. It's about what Christ wants. When my flesh, how many of you know that our flesh is like a rebellious child? It kicks, it screams, and it wants what it wants. It, everything that the flesh wants is not good for us because the flesh is enmity against God. Okay? The Bible said that our flesh is an enemy to God. It's opposite to who he is. Our flesh is opposite to who God is, to how God is, and to what God wants. It's opposite. It's like a, it want to eat what it don't supposed to eat. It want to say what it don't supposed to say. It want to do what it ain't supposed to do. Okay? 
So I don't know about you. This flesh is getting tamed. And this is why we need to fast to bring this flesh up under subjection. It don't get to have its way. Okay, so um, let's get back to this. It says, so the godly, they give good counsel to their friends. But the wicked, they lead them astray. Um, uh, Friends, they protect your uh, reputation. As you would a brother or sister. A friend is going to protect your reputation. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) You're not going to have to worry about them going out and saying, repeating what you said. Gossiping. You're not going to have to worry about them going out gossiping. A good friend will protect your reputation. A good friend has to have a relationship with God. Don't befriend an angry man. Don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And I know we think this is just talking about in marriage, but this is talking about friendship too. I'm talking about friendship. Because uh, uh, business people are associates. Those are friends, okay? I'm talking about don't in, in friendship. Your best friend, if you are a believer, you can say what you want to say. Some of you are not going to like this. But promise me you won't run when correction comes. Okay, I'm sorry. If if this if this is your best friend, your goal is God. Your goal is to win this person to Christ. Not when you get with them, you become like them, you act like them, and you do what they do. Because when Jesus sat and ate, look look how Jesus dealt. Because that's who he came for. He came to seek and save those which are lost and sinners sin, right? But my purpose for being around you is not just to hang with you. You know, my goal is God. Instead of me, I'm not going to be going out to the clubs with you. What I'm going to be doing is trying to invite you to come go to church with me. I'm called to be a light in the midst of your darkness when you don't know God. I'm not called to do what you do, go where you go, say what you say, act like you act. And I'm not going to agree with what you, you know, that's not my thing. That That's not what Jesus did when he sat and ate and drank with the wine bitters. He spoke the word. Jesus has not come to conform. Jesus came to transform. Okay? So don't be equally yoked, unequally yoked together with the unbeliever. 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 17. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion has light with darkness? They don't have anything in common. If you really say for real, you shouldn't, you're not going to have anything in common with unbelievers. I'm saying as far as trying to be best friends with them. I'm telling you, you're compromising somewhere. You're compromising somewhere. I don't know about you. I'm not a trash can. So you can't come here emptying your garbage. Listen here. What I'm saying is, if you're coming and you sincerely want deliverance, hey, we're going to sit here and we're going to listen. Because you got to listen, right? So you know what's going on. But then then when we start coming with the solutions... If you're sincere about it, then you, then there should be some action with it. You should start doing and applying whatever wisdom is telling you to do to make things better. But if you see that this person is not trying to apply the word of God to their life to make those changes, then leave that alone. Because all they basically want to do is a place they want to use as a trash can. They come and dump all their uh, problems on and they're not wanting any change. Uh, no, uh-uh. Okay, so um, what is a friend? A true friend who has been, is a friend who has been sent by God. 
like that relationship with Jonathan and David. God had mended their hearts together. First uh, Corinthians fifteen thirty three say, "Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good morals, good character. Why? Because if you hang with evil, you become evil. Hang with wise, become wise. Why is this? Because in order to uh, in order to fellowship with someone, you have to come in agreement with them. Because how can two walk together except they both agree? So." And really, remember, the real us is a spirit. So in order, if, in order for me to get along with you, I had to become like you. So what, what's happening is I'm having to submit to that spirit that's on you. Because when my life is contrary to your lifestyle and you don't want to change, there should be some type of conflict. But if my lifestyle is contrary to your lifestyle and we're able to get along, I'm telling you, someone is compromising somewhere. It's like when I'm with you, I act like you. But when I'm with them, I act like them. Come on now. We have to pick a side. Let me tell you this. When people are serious about change, because Christ came to seek and save those which were lost, right? But no man, understand and know this, that no man can come unto the Father except he, he draws them, right? Some people, I mean, the Lord has had me to uh, talk to people Sometimes you have to, I have to separate from them for a whole six months or so because they're they're not ready yet. This person don't seriously want God, and I tell you what, I don't I don't have time for all this foolishness. You know, you when you because when you come to me with a problem, um, I'm gonna want to know well what you want to do about it. One of the things I'm gonna ask you is, okay, so what do you want to do about this? How do you want to change this? Because if you don't want change, I'm not going to sit here and let you keep pouring all your trash. I don't have time for that. If you come, if you come with a bunch of mess, and I say, okay, well, okay, I heard, I heard the story. So, how do you now? What do you want? How do you want to rectify this? What do you want to do about this? Because when people aren't ready to change, they don't want the word of God. They just want to do what they want to do, say what they want to say, talk over talk you and all this foolishness. I don't, there's no time for that. Jesus said, if your peace return unto you when you go somewhere, till you go to a house or wherever, and, and they don't want to hear it, just shake the dust and move on. You know, when he was trying to talk to the uh, uh, um, Pharisees about, you know, needing a savior, they talking about, well, Abraham is our father. We're not bastards. We're not in need of it. Jesus said, okay, you know what? Since you say that you, if you didn't know, then, then you know, you could be having forgiveness, in other words. But since you say that you already know, then you're going to just remain in your sin. Jesus said, leave them alone. Let the blind lead the blind. They're going to all fall in a ditch. Listen, we have to give account of every idle word that we speak. We as believers have to be about the Father's business. Jesus begged no one to accept his Father. So we need to understand the purpose of the relationship. We need to understand the purpose of the friendships. Friends don't leech off of other friends. Okay, let me let me say that again. Friends don't leech off of other friends. Because again, we look at the relationship I'm talking about the a true friend is a friend that God has uh, bonded you with. First Samuel 18 and 1. It's This is what a true friend is. It says, Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. And then Jonathan started taking off his robe, gave it to David and stuff like that. But see, David loved Jonathan too. It wasn't one-sided. It wasn't all about 
Jonathan serving David, but David loved Jonathan too. God put that relationship together. It wasn't one-sided. Watch out for those one-sided relationships because a taker will take advantage of you. The devil will take advantage of you. He'll see your kindness and he will try to suck the life out of you. When people come to you with a problem, we as believers should be giving them the promises. And if they don't want the promises, then leave them there, pray for them, and move on. And when they're ready, then you let them come back. But in the meantime, you got to quit casting your pearls among swines. People that don't want the word, they don't want the truth. Then what I'm saying is, I just want to continue doing what I do. So basically what I'm saying is, when people say, well, I'm not ready for that chat. I don't want God. You know, I don't want that chat. Okay, well, what, really what you're saying is, I want to continue being the way I am, being miserable, depressed, oppressed, and constantly having these same problems. Because when I put Christ out of the equation, I put chaos into the equation. When I say no to God, every time I say no to God, I'm saying yes to the devil. You know, we have to give the devil access into our lives. When we're born, we're born into sin, okay? Don't get me wrong. So we got to be born again. But I'm saying as born again believers, we have to give him permission to uh, come into our life. We have to have a door of access. Rebellion and sin is an open door to let him in. So what is a friend? Your real friend is the one that God has knit your heart together with. It's not those people that you're calling friends. Most of these people, associates are like co-workers and things like this. Uh, okay. Confidants is like Jonathan. Jonathan was David confidant. David could trust Jonathan. He told Jonathan, look here, your daddy saw is trying to kill me. And so Dave, Jonathan was like, no, that can't be true. And, you know, he said, okay, I'll tell you what, go hide behind this building. And, and if, uh, you know, he went and tested it to see how his father really felt about David. Then he threw the, the, the arrows over there to let him know it ain't safe, don't come. He was his true friend. A true friend, when God knits your heart together, it does, when people are wrong, it doesn't matter. If my mama is wrong, if my daddy is wrong, if my kids is wrong, or well, whoever, I'm going to, uh, and you're right, I'm going to stand with you. Because it's what is it? Because I stand for what's right. When you're standing for what's right, then I'm going to stand with you. And it doesn't matter. It's not just because you're my friend. If anyone is standing for what's right, I'm going to stand with them. If, if, if my mama is standing for wrong, I'm not going to stand with my mama. Why? Because Jesus is my Lord. Jesus said to, uh, when Jesus was preaching in the temple, and it was crowded, and his mother Mary came, and they said to Jesus, Jesus, your mother, she's outside, you know, wasn't no room for her to come in. And Jesus was in the temple, he said, who is my mother, my father, my sister, my brother, except he that doeth the will of the Lord? You understand what I'm saying? So, uh, this is why a lot of times as believers, you're going to be closer to your uh, Christian brothers and sisters than your own natural brothers and sisters. Why? Because there's no fellowship. Because light and darkness ain't having no fellowship. If they're not saved and you are, you're not it's, You're not going to really be able to have no fellowship. They're not going to be able to understand when you talk about devils, demons. They're not going to understand you because we're peculiar people. Okay? We're in this world, but we're not of the world. We got a whole new lingo. You know how they say every business has its own jargon? When we become born-again believers, we're talking about things like, you're going to know them by their fruit. What in the world are you talking about? 
You know, the natural man cannot understand the things of God because they're spiritually discerned. So you can't have fellowship. You can't have true fellowship with these people you're calling your best friends and they don't have no relationship with Christ because they don't understand what you're saying. So don't be unequally yoked together with the unbeliever. I'm saying Jesus sat, ate, and drank with wine bitters, bitters, but not so they could be his best friends, but so they can be transformed. Transformed, not conformed. Our goal as ambassadors of Christ, as ministers of reconciliators, is to win souls. The Bible says he that winneth souls is wise. One plant, one water. God is the one that causes it to grow. You know, we, we sow the word of God. Someone else come along, they water it, and then God causes it to grow. All right. Um, so don't be unequally yoked. Don't make friends with a hot-tempered person. If this person has a, has a, is a fighter, got a bad temper, a bad, lead them right where they at. Because that anger, you're just thinking that that anger is against the people in the streets. But guess what? No, that's part of their character for right now until they get delivered. And so they'll turn that same anger on you too. When you got anger, you're going to have strife. Be careful of people that's envy. Your true friends shouldn't be envious of you. They should not be jealous of you, not the ones that God has knit your heart together. Because the people that's your friends, they're there to help see the image of Christ being transformed into your life. They're like your cheerleaders, faithful are the wounds. They're going to tell you the truth. The purpose of their truth faithful are the wounds. It's not to crush you, to break you, or any of that. It's so, uh, it's to uh, help you not to be deceived. It's because they really do have concern and love for you. You understand? It's because they really care. But deceitful is a kiss of an enemy. Your enemy will tell you you are right, knowing that you are wrong, because they have a hidden agenda. It, they don't care. It's not about you. A drug dealer would tell you, hey, that's cool. Keep on doing that, man. That's a good thing. It's all right. We making money. It's cool. That's a deceitful kiss of an enemy because they have a hidden agenda. But your true friend is going to tell you, man, you need to stop doing this before you go to prison. <laughs> okay. So um, your confidants are those you can confide in. Your associates are your coworkers, people that you work with at the workplace. Don't Like I said, don't confuse the two. Because by you bonding with this person a lot at work, you can confuse them as being your friends. Now, don't get me wrong. People do get, uh, make friends from from work. But I'm just saying don't confuse the two. Lest your business be all over that, that workplace. And you be in the middle of a scandal because you had a bad day. and you, you thought you could call up Susie, the receptionist, because every morning she speaks to you. And you guys share coffee. And at break, y'all talk about work because you're not talking about any real deep issues. But you've, you've missed, uh, you misappropriated the friendship. Um, uh, 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 um, so that's confidence, associates. And then we have the allies. Now, these allies, they come together for a common good, a common cause. You know, you might be picketing in the streets together. You might be protesting on something. You might be on the PTA club at school because you guys want to get some stuff changed. Or, and, you know, you might be socializing like that. But don't get it mixed up. Because your purpose for being together is because you have a common goal. It's not because you're good friends. It's not because you're best friends. Because guess what? Once once you guys have reached that common goal, Sally's going back home. And she's because Sally already got her friends. 
an ally might be someone who helps to volunteer with you. You guys might volunteer together somewhere. But after the mission is over, Sally goes and be with their real friends. Sally is not really calling you because Sally is not your real friend. Sally's got friends. So you guys come together to do, um, to volunteer. Maybe at the homeless shelter, the food pantry, the street ministry, whatever. I don't know. You're volunteering together. But that, but when, when it's over, you go your way, they go their way. And then when it's time to do it, then you come back together. That's an ally. You work together for a common good and a common cause. Yo, uh, but I asked the question earlier, where do you get your idea of a friend from? And so when we don't get our, our um, when we don't get our, uh, uh, use the word of God to find out what a real friend is, then we set our own standards. And we begin to say, well, a friend is somebody who's there for you all the time. That's not true. Only somebody can be there all the time is Jesus. But see, what I'm trying to say is when we set our own standards and then people don't meet our sta- our man-made standards, okay, then you say, well, they're not a friend because they didn't do everything that I thought a friend should do. In the same way with marriage, I ask people, where do you get your idea of marriage from? Where do you get your idea of being a wife from? Where do you get your idea of being a husband from? Because if we don't get it from the word of God, then we get it. We've made it up in our own mind. And when this poor man is not living up to the idea that we made up in our head of what a man should be, because we're not getting it from the word, word, we're getting it from the world. Okay. And we're not getting it from the word. We're getting it from the world. Even, even look at this where I talked about when uh, your true friend is the one that God knits your heart together with. That's even in marriage. The Bible says that a man should love his wife like Christ loved the church because no man has ever hated his own body. He should love his wife like he loved himself. And a friend should love their friends like they love themselves. Uh, This is a godly friendship. I'm talking about because the world don't know real love. The world love is, if I do something for you, you should be doing it back for me. See, that's the world standard. The word say, when you lend, don't even expect it back. Lend without expecting it back. You know, um, I, I did this podcast. It, it called, it's called When the Gift is, is, is uh, Good. When the gift is not good. When the gift, Any gift that has strings attached to it, that's not a good gift. But your friends, your true friend will give you a gift and you won't feel nothing attached to it. I don't know. I done took a gift and felt some strings attached. I try I try to, no, that's okay. That's all right. I'll be okay. Because I don't just take anything. It has nothing to do with private. I feel, when you feel those strings, don't take it. Don't take gifts. Don't beware of men bearing gifts. Because every gift is not a good gift. And when you get into that type of friendship, relationship where, where this person feels like because they're there to give you a ride, you got to be there to give them a ride. That Those are things with strings attached. Yes, you should. Or you feel like, well, I cooked for you last week or I took you out to dinner last week. You should be taking me out to dinner this week. See, those are, this is, this is what I mean by standards. This is what I mean. As believers, we should be spirit-led. We should, we should be spirit-led. Lend without expecting. I'm telling you, I've been around some kind people. 
I've been around some people who has given me things and, and I felt absolutely no strings. No strings attached. I did not feel obligated that because they said something good to me that I had to in turn do something for them. When we when that's our personality, then we're not being led by the spirit. We're being led by condemnation and guilt. Well, they gave me a ride. I should give them. No, you should give them a ride because that's just the right thing to do, whether they gave you a ride or not. You see, you see what I'm saying? Because see, when you're good for real, you're just good for real. Whether they whether they do it or but this is this is what I'm talking about. When we got these I've seen friendships like that, and I'm and I thought, oh my God, that is so exhausting. It's exhausting just watching it. Well, I paid for dinner last time. This time you gotta pay. There shouldn't be no announcement. You know, we should just be spirit led. There sh- announcements shouldn't have to be made. Well, I did this for you last time, so you should be no. When you love. Your friends like you love yourself. Guess what? You're going to know how to treat people. This is why the Lord say, love the Lord thy God. The greatest commandment is that you love the Lord thy God with all the heart, mind, and So why? Because when you love God with every fiber of your being, it's out of your love relationship with God that's going to help you to know how to love other people like God. You're going to automatically know how to be a good friend because you're, you're friends with Jesus. Jesus said, I call you a friend because you keep my commands. This is why I call you a friend. Because a friend, listen to this. Jesus said, I call you a friend because you keep my commands. Why is this? Because a friend is not disrespectful to you. Okay. He said, I'm I'm saying that you're my friend because you you keep my command. You're not disrespectful to me. You're not rude to me. You're not rebellious towards me. You're not prideful towards me. A friend, watch for that spirit of pride, okay? It, the Bible says where there's envy and strife, there's every evil kind of work. Let's quit ignoring the warning signs. When people say things like, well, you got your, I see you got your little, bit, your little business. You know, I talked about this in 1 Samuel 18 and 17 about King Saul and David. How uh, when David came down to bring his brother's lunch, his bro- and he started uh, asking, hey, what's the reward for the man who kills this Philistine? What's the reward? And it says the, uh, it says that his brother became very angry when they heard David come, you know, down there talking like that, saying, who are you? Shouldn't you be back home tending your few sheep, you know, trying to degrade him, trying to put him down? They was envious of him. Who do you think you are? You know, be careful of that. Be careful. Quit. Let's quit. Quit making excuses for people that you know don't mean you no good. Because you, you need to go and spend some more time with the Lord so your soul can be whole. So we, it's so important that we learn how to be content in whatsoever state that you're in. In whatsoever state, Gideon thought that all those soldiers was going to go with him. Listen here. Wherever you're going, all those groups of friends that make you feel significant or whatever it is, you're getting something out of it. They're not going with you. Most of them you've outgrown already. And the reason you've outgrown them is because they don't want to go any further. It doesn't mean that they're bad people. But what I'm saying is, I'm not going to let you, I'm not staying in in first grade because you don't want to graduate to go to second grade. It's something personal, but I got to go. 
You know, this is why the children of Israel was stuck wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. It was an 11-day journey because of their doubt and unbelief. They was all thinking the same thoughts. You say, how do you know that? Because they was all doing the exact same thing. People who stuck in their ways and don't want to transition into God's ways, you better move on from that. It doesn't mean you're better than, doesn't mean any of that. It means that I have to move with the cloud. I have to be led by the spirit of the living God. I have to go where he's telling me to go. I have to do what he's telling me to do. Your friends should be your cheerleaders. And I'm talking about sincerely. But people who don't want to go are people who don't want to grow. And if you hang with, if you hang in the mud, you're going to be stuck in the mud. It doesn't mean that they're bad people. It just means everybody don't want to grow. Some people don't want to learn new things. Some people don't want, they're, they're, they're stuck in their story. And that's just what that is. You're not going to be able to talk them out of it. It's, it's called deliverance. But you, in the meantime, you pray for them. But you got to move on. You have to move forward. So Gideon thought all those people were going with them. But the Lord said, no, take them. To, you got too many. Some of you, excuse me. Some of you got too many. I'm trying to finish this up because the devil is alive. But some of you have too many. So he told Gideon, he said, go down and wash. Go down and drink. And he said, by the lake. And he said, those that lap like a dog, you need to send them home. Listen here. Some of you got people around you that lap like dogs. These people are with you. They're following you, but they're not really with you. Because these people are self-serving. They have their own interests at heart. They're not with you. Their heart is not knit together with you. They're not part of the vision. How are you going to be standing on guard for a fight? When you can't, when you all bent over trying to get your own selfish personal needs met, I mean, you don't put your whole face in this water. Who's standing guard? Who's watching out for the enemy? Who's got my back? It says, anyone who would tell kindness from a friend forsake the fear of the Almighty. Proverbs sixteen twenty eight says, a person, a perverse person, stirs up conflict. And a gossip separates close friends. Beware of gossipers. Gossipers separate the close of friends. They're not just talking about this person to you, but they're talking about you to this person. Don't think that you're special because you're not. Because this gossiper, this is what they do. Okay? This is what just... you. I know you're thinking you're in good with them because... They gossip about other people with you. But no, when they were other people, they talk about you too. This is just part of their character. This is who they they are until they get delivered. So listen here, don't ignore the warning signs. If they got a hot temper, don't even be friends with them, period. Because this person needs deliverance. Because their anger has nothing to do with you. But a person with a hot temper, they will fight you too. Okay. I, I don't don't make friends with a hot don't befriend a hot tempered person a person that likes to get in a lot of trouble okay bad company ruin good morals so you want to get with some people who's good company so they won't be ruining your, your morals hang with wise become wise proverb hang with evil become evil don't hang around evil people don't hang around people that like to get in trouble and do bad things 
Because in order to hang with them, you have to walk in agreement with them. They're going to lead you astray. It says godly counsel, they give good advice. But but evil counsel, they lead you astray. Be, listen here. I'm trying to teach you how to discern. Because if we can't discern them, we don't really know them. We're just judging them by the good stuff they do. Oh, they nice. Uh, they did this and they did that. And they did those are natural things. Or I did this for them and I did this, you know. That's that's not I'm not talking about the, the outside. I'm talking about their character. It's the character of a person. You need to know them by their fruit. Is they patient? Is they kind? Is they gentle? Is they long suffering? And I'm not just talking about with you. I'm saying, is this their character? Because if they just like this with you, but they hateful and mean to everybody in the street, that that's not really who they are. The Bible say that even Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Listen, when you get people around you is telling you, hey, something about them ain't right. Listen, because that's wisdom. This person has no reason to be saying this stuff about this person. They're, they're, they're discerning. They see them. They can Sometimes people can see what you can't see. Listen to what they're saying, because that's wisdom crying out. Proverbs says that if you don't, when we don't listen to wisdom, that in our day of calamity, that wisdom will mock us. You know, when people are telling you, hey, this is not a nice person. You shouldn't be taking this person around your husband. Or you shouldn't be hanging with this person because they, they, you know. So, so one time someone asked me about someone and I tell them, I say, you need to go pray. Because this person, they transformed themselves into an angel of light. But people would talk, they would say stuff to me. They was like, this person is a really mean person. But I already knew that this person was a mean person. This person was two-faced. They had that, uh, what is that, that uh, camouflage? What is that spirit, that, uh, that spirit, that, a chameleon or where they had like two sides to their face. But I could see this person. But if you're not able to discern and you're just going by their works, but you can't discern the spirit, because uh, Jesus told, you know, they said, I'll cast out devils in your name. I, I um, what? I, I cast out devils in your name. I prophesied in your name. Look, I feed, I feed, I feed the po- uh, poor, the homeless in your name. I serve at church in your name. <laughs> but he say what? Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Why is this? First Corinthians 8 and 3 say those who love God are known by God. Right, God looks at the heart. Man looks at the outside. You know, when we can't properly discern, we pick people based on their gifts and their talents, not being able to even discern if their spirit, if they got a right spirit or not. And so we put people in positions and placed as mean, mean spirited, and all this kind of stuff. Baby, babies that's not spiritually mature. Yes, they might know the scriptures, but they don't live by the word. They're gossipers. They're backbiters. They're haters. They don't love the people of God. They're self-serving. This, listen here. When people have a root of rejection and they don't understand yet, they haven't been delivered, be careful with that. Be careful because sometimes the counsel that they give you is out of the rejection that they have in, in turn uh, been served. Oh, you don't need to be trusting them because... This and that and that and that. They're, they're discerning based off of their experience. 
not by the Holy Spirit. Those who are the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Your best friend is the friend who heart God's knit together with you. Okay. People who like to gossip does not make good friends. People show you who they are by how they are. Uh, Proverbs 16, 28. A twisted person speaks, uh, spread rumors. A uh, whispering gossipers ruin good friendships. Look out for that. Proverbs 18, 24. I'm, about, I'm almost out of time. Some friendships don't last for long. But there is one friend who stick, who is joined to your heart. Who sticks closer than any brother. Speaking, a person that speaks truth is a sign of a good friendship. Because you will know your true friends by the truth that they tell you, okay? So this is how you're going to know if you got a true friend. Because your true friends tell you the truth. You guys, I'm getting ready to end here. My time is almost up. Go back and listen to my other podcast. It's entitled, Why Is It So Hard to Tell People the Truth? Uh, I don't know. Or it's on my YouTube page. You guys subscribe to my YouTube page. I believe it's Gene Martin or Pearl Martin. Um... I got a lot of videos over there, too. Why is it so hard to tell people the truth? Because when the truth is about you, it's not about them. But the truth is never about you when you're telling people the truth. Our reason for telling people the truth is because we love them. That's, that's our, that should be our only motive, our only intent, is because you really, really care about this person. Now, if you tell someone the truth and they get angry at you, that's not about you. That's about them. Okay? Uh, go away. Pray for them and keep moving forward. Um... I'm getting ready to end it here. You guys, um, you got your confidants, your associates, and your allies. Sort them out. You need to really sort them out because in order to go to this next level, you're not going to be able to go solo. But you need to make sure. Don't be picking people because, hey, it's a familiar spirit. You know this is not a good spirit, but I'm going to take them with me because I've been knowing them a long time. That's not how you pick your friends. God is going to sort some of those people out for you. He's going to sort them out. Um, Just continue to chase after the Lord. Seek first the kingdom of God. And those who don't want God, eventually they're going to fade out of your life. But listen here, you cannot be compromising uh, with people to be with them. If you have have relationships where you have to compromise your faith to be with them, then that's that's not a place you need to be. Um, We're called to let our light so shine among men that they will see our good works and our Father which in heaven will be glorified. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. And as a friend, you should always be an ambassador of of, of Christ. You should also be a minister of reconciliation. Your goal is always to lead this person to Christ. Your goal is always to let them know that without nothing, we can do. Without God, we can do absolutely nothing. All right? It's not self-confidence. It's God's confidence. It's not about you trying to better yourself. It's about us trying to get a better relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and allowing him, his life, to live through us. I'm getting ready to end it. You guys be so blessed. Be encouraged. If you'd like to support this podcast, hit support. Please share this podcast. If if it has blessed you in any way, please leave a message. Um, Hit the message button on this podcast page. Keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout this wonderful, wonderful day. And um, you guys...